some people live to impress others that care less, you know, just to find out that now they put themselves in a worse situation. Uh, I mean, look at college students. You know, college is, is the, the number one uh, recommendation for most people when it comes to your career, your future. But how come people are getting, uh, for example, paid to learn, right? You get scholarships, you're getting loans, you're getting all of this stuff that they're giving you in regards to financially so that you can learn, but then you use half of that stuff, these refund checks on stuff that accumulates debt. You know, real education is to prepare you so that when you get that money, you know where to store that money so that you're building interest, you compound that interest, then you live and splurge off the interest that that money is earning. So in the Mm -hmm. end, that original money that you accumulated is still there, plus you have an education. Now you can pay pay back by teaching the next person the same process. But it's not designed for us to really get ahead. So it's, it's really more about reprogramming our minds to think, you know, what's important, what's not, what's an asset and what's a liability. You know, if if I get this car today, where is it going to take me five years from now? You know, how does that look? And and until we start to really think like that, man, it's it's going to be a consistent pattern. So that's man, one of the start, problems that I can bring okay. up. Okay. And when you start talking about the cars, you know, when Trump recently was talking about the Mexico, you know, threatening Mexico, and they said raising money on the cars, I always think we have enough cars. Has anyone been to the used dealership? I mean, let them keep the cars. <laughs> let, let us invest in, in something else because a car is really not an investment, um, you know, and, and, and the, the things that we do is spend our money. And a lot of us, in, in, you know, poor folk, they, you know, we, on tax time, we always have some money. That's why errands and Rent-A-Center, there's always, you know, the deals. And that money can be spent on a program like this. And can you give a a testimony on some people, you know, we don't need their names, that have come in with a very basic education and our resources, and, you know, you guys have helped them invest in their future and they're doing well for themselves or better? That's true. Yeah, any stories that come to that come to mind? When it comes to people who've come through the door with very limited resources and our knowledge and now maybe they're on their first investment property or their second. Investment property. So okay, so if you're on your first investment property and as you're trying to, the first thing you need to figure out is what your exit strategy is going to be when you're investing. And then you have to figure out what level are you even on when you're investing into that particular property. Are you are you doing it to make a cash flow? Are you doing it for short term, long term? Is it going to be a flip? You know, all of these things is, is what is being taught depending on where you're at in your financial, you know, status. So depending on what your end goal is or whatever it is that you're trying to do, it just all depends on exactly where you, whatever goal that you're trying to actually reach. So for me, I don't really know about a certain story because anybody that I have ever um, encountered and taught, I have always told them to figure out what their end goal is first 
in order before they start investing so we can actually have a clear roadmap in order for them to get started. So it just all depends on the level that they're on. So I always say before you even invest into anything, it has to be a reason why you're investing and what that end goal is going to entail. Because what you don't want to do is invest blindly and you're just jumping into it, but then you don't really have your end You don't really have a purpose for why you're doing what you're doing. Now you're going to be spending crazy and doing things that you always going back to that old routine of what you're doing. But if you have a focus line and everything is, is clear and everything is on the right track and you actually have a good roadmap on what you're trying to acquire, which is, I forgot the um, gentleman's name that's also on the phone that does Airbnb. I'm very curious on what made him get into Airbnb and how many Airbnb properties that he do have and how did that actually work out for him? Oh, <laughs> Okay, uh, the AL here. Um, well, I started early, early on before it got too crazy here in um, New York City, just because just due to um, a lot of politics, um, uh, a lot of like the, the laws here and the city have have forced a lot of people that have uh, jumped into the Airbnb pool because we were using like a lot of um, we were renting a lot of apartments and pretty much playing monopoly with the apartments. And the powers that be uh, pretty much got it to a point where um, unless you either own the property or if you had a multi or or if you had a multi dwelling, that, those were the only uh, qualifiers for you to do Airbnb. Now, the people that still kind of sneak and do it, that sort of thing, but it was too risky for the amount of properties um, that it did have at one time. Um, and then to kind of piggyback on your first question, how I got into it is that um, several years ago before deciding to go full on entrepreneur, um, was kind of trying to figure out what I was going to do, how I was going to do it. And I just used to just do odd end jobs. Um, and what turned into doing a favor for a colleague of mine at the time, he was going out of town. Um, uh, he needed me to, uh, do a couple key exchanges um, because there weren't businesses of the sort that were supporting Airbnb at the time. So I went from doing key exchange for uh, tourists that were coming in and out of the city to managing these lavish four or five bedroom um, apartments in the city too, uh, using that money to get my first two apartments and uh, was managing managing those for a while. About two oh, years. wow. Mm-hmm. And you like it so far. Well, I mean, I, I mean, I did, I did like it. It's just, it's just too much of a, of a hassle now. Hassle, um, right? Yeah, exactly. it's too much of a hassle now. And, and then New York, it just the, the, the landscape is just, it's too, it's too wild here. Um, yeah, it's, too, it's too crazy. You in, you in New York? Yeah, I was in. Yeah, I was doing it in Manhattan, like, and the, the, the sweet spots in terms of like tourist areas, that, that sort of thing. Like we were, we were generating twenty grand a month off of one bedroom apartment. Um uh, uh what's the heck? Um let's see this five we uh managing a five bedroom um in Union Square, uh well Flatiron district. Uh this bad boy forty to forty five grand a month on the lighting. Mm. Yeah. 
Yeah, it was it was a phenomenal bit in business while while it was ripping and running, but yeah, again, just due to the due to the politics, due to them um, uh, buckling down on the laws, you know, the, the Airbnb took out took away from a huge chunk of hotel business, like a huge chunk. And they were just wow. like, they were we are we are not with this. Wow. Yeah, that's that's pretty cool because yeah. I I actually know a lady who uh, does the same thing in New York City. And I mean, mm-hmm. she she's made a lot of money, you know. And then in reality, she started, she actually started through rentals, you know, mm-hmm. and then was able to accumulate so much and start purchasing and so forth. So that's that's wow, that's that's, cool. that's what's up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that that's what allowed me to kind of get my my first uh, get get my get my feet wet, you know. It's a, a a bit of an upgrade from a lemonade stand, you know, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> definitely, definitely a lot of, a lot of life lessons, um, you know, get to meet a, a lot of cool, interesting people. Right. And um, yeah, just, yeah, just maintaining a business on that level that, that it was um, feather in the cap for sure. Okay. So for the other gentleman that's on the phone, are you investing in anything? Yes, and it's Kellen. Um, yeah, Kelly. You got Kellen and Al today. Um, Kellen, got it. And, yes, and and yes, I I am, and we are more invested in overseas because my wife is from Cameroon and from a good family that invested before any of us were all born, and right. now <laughs> the, the elders, the elders, you know, uh, my mother-in-law, father-in-law are having to say, what are we going to do with this thing? So we're actually sending a container over um, early next year for wow. our first uh, Airbnb, Airbnb project over there. So um, oh, I, I, I like I like being out of the country, um, and I don't want to be a downer, but I, I don't have too much hope for America. And I've been traveling out of the country since I was um a, a young young gun so any chance like i don't buy new clothes we buy travel trips and you know we take our two girls london and sydney and we we go see malta and see hey how can we take crypto and you know um right and, right and and, and i don't want to say funnel because that'll put you on a a radar but on a watch list <laughs> yeah yeah but, but um but 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 given that um because my wife is a physician and just finished her residency program, we have not been able to be just placed in one place. So, you know, we've we've had a home in Texas when she was in med school. I, I, I'm enjoying renting right now until I can, you know, buy something else. Maybe I'm looking at Senegal or Botswana because Africa is, I'm, I'm just more comfortable. People tell me when I'm in New York and when I'm in Africa, I'm just a whole different person. And I always think I'm cheerful, but I just, in America, it's just not a, a thing. I'll have like a small condo at, at best um, for the family, but I really right. want to get out, out of the country as soon as we can, or at least do six months on, six months off, just because that's where I feel, um, you know, I love, I guess I love feeling like a foreigner, but um, you just, you just <laughs> never know, you know, you never know. And I say God has a, a better plan than I. So that 
could all turn around and I could go reclaim some land that my grandmother has in Arkansas that no one's been to in, you know, X amount of years. But, um, wow. yeah, that, that's where that's the, the investment. Yeah, I love to hear that kind of stuff. I just love to hear the different phases that people are on, the different journeys that they're on when it comes to their investment. Everybody has a different roadmap, and that's what I just like to hear, how they got started, what are their end goals, what are they trying to do next, how much money they're trying to build for the year. Definitely start setting those goals and just go from there. It, it works. It all works as long as they follow the right patterns, you know. Yeah, yeah. And you know, I think Troy spoke about Troy spoke about how, you know, what we what we buy and 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 you know, some of the maybe the nonsense. There's all type of stuff that we all want to buy people. You know, I I want to go buy the new Aston Martin, but I just think what else could I put that money towards? Even to exactly. rent it for a day. What else could I put right. the money towards and how could that, you know, make me some money? So, yeah, that's the, you know, the financial um, you got to have the mainframe. What is your you guys' goal? Because, Troy, you went to Prairie View. I went to Grambling. So did my wife. Um, you know, Rashida, <laughs> I, I don't know. If, where where did you go, Rashida? I went to Richmond, Richmond College out here in uh, North Dallas. Okay, okay. And and, and Al went to, um, not Syracuse, but he went to, Al, where did you go? Um, but I did my undergrad at Wright University, English degree, and then triple master's, School of Hard Knocks, and I'm getting ready to enroll in the PhD, the PhD I know that's program. Right. What what could we all do with our universities and, and you know, to pitch this to the universities? Because I definitely am going to share this at Grambling because we – we don't have like the we're not have the in in, but we speak at Grambling. We we talk with and go back to Grambling. Just think about if we pitch this all to our universities because it's needed, especially for our community. But what's your guys' in in goal? How many people would you guys want to impact with the financial leadership and the little man investment group? I really honestly our end goal is to basically pave a way. We want this to actually be a found class that people can actually come to and get a full understanding no matter what level they're on financially or mentally. It it shouldn't matter. This should be a program that is actually in schools, like high school, from starting as, as at least a senior. And I also feel like it should also be in the classes when it comes to your university, just like you were saying, and things of that nature. However they see fit, I definitely think it should be there. But we're trying to reach the masses when it comes to this kind of stuff. I mean, it's for everybody, anybody who needs financial understanding or even when it comes to their personal and small business. It shouldn't matter what level that they're on, but we're able to have a class that's actually on the levels that they're on, depending on whether they're on level A or level B. But we do have that. Actually, we do have those fundamentals to get them started when it comes to that. But we're definitely trying to reach the masses. We want to take it to that next level, which is why we're doing all these workshops, which is why we're actually going back into our community so that they can have a full understanding on what it is. Okay. And being that we are, you know, we're, we we love the pitch. We love letting organizations know. Has the SBA 
in your area? Have they got a hold of what you're doing? And is there any type of synergy where maybe they say, hey, come come teach your course through the SBA and let's see if this works nope. up there? Nope. Mm-mm. Nope. Nope. Oh, man. They, they will love it. They would love you guys here in New York. I was just I was talking to somebody from the SBA um two weeks ago, Kel, as a matter of fact. They they had uh they had presence at the uh the franchise expo. They're, really? They're, they're always yeah, they're always looking for folks to um come uh share their expertise for um for business owners and how they can take themselves to the next level. Oh wow. Count them in, let us know. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, I'll tell you, yeah, yeah, AL can send something to his SBA rep, but I would also say locally, you know, go in and talk with someone from the SBA as well as SCORE, which usually in most cities, I've lived in eight, eight states, usually the SBA and SCORE are right in the same building. And same building, as well, yeah. Yeah, as well as uh, PTAC, and I don't know, I, our company does. Oh, uh, yes. We, Yes. Yeah. He, oh my PTAC is a great resource for this because in the government contracting field, I mean, they all they need stuff like this. And a lot of times when you go to classes, you're like, where did they get this person from? Or they never get any new person, new no new game. And you guys definitely have some new game, new energy, young, vibrant. They look good, folks. I know you can't see it on on the thing, but you know they are. You know they they they, they got that factor, so you could see them in a Tyler Perry movie. You know, Victorian you know, They got that. But um, definitely, yeah. Can you tell me the name of the last thing that you just said? You said SBA and Score. What was the other one? What was the third? PTAC. PTAC. Okay, I never heard of that. What is it? I'm I'm I never heard of PCAP. Okay. So PTAC is something you only really you only really have to deal with if you're going after government contracts. Again, I'm paid to network, so I and I'll send you some stuff that I did on, on Washington in Seattle where I'm at. Um and it kinda is the same thing everywhere as far as organizations and how government contracting works. But it's basically a resource for when you're going after contracts. There are people who make millions of dollars in contracting that have not right. mastered contracting. You know, I got into contracting because of an elder who said, you know, you can make a lot more money doing what you're doing, but do it for um, a government. So, and it's a headache to deal with, but then you learn going through the years. And again, like you said, no, in the beginning of the interview, no one's teaching what you're teaching in college. No one is even the the, the the professors don't even know this stuff. So this they is don't. stuff that college is not to teach you. Um, you get out of college what you put into it. You're there to take some tests and get a certificate and have some life experience. But uh, And I'm stealing from my wife's uh, signature speech. But, you know, she mentors hundreds of people in the healthcare profession. It's not to teach you. So if you're waiting for college to show you the way, you know, Nipsey Hussle was showing you more of the way <laughs> and a lot of songs right. than what college is and what with his actions because you're not you're there to say I can pass this test and I'm qualified. But PTAC is a great free resource. All those things are free resources that I don't think communities um they don't know they can't take advantage of. Mm, interesting. That's amazing. Okay. 
because I used to do government contracting, but it definitely wasn't with this. It was property preservation for um, homes that's been foreclosed through the R- the REOs or banks and things of that nature. So, and I ran that company in three different states. So, I, this is right up my alley because I had a minority um, business back then. So, this is fun. Okay. That's very interesting to know. Yeah, look, look it up and, and, and you know, um, I, I, if you just Google that in your thing and, and where you're at, you can find somewhere local. But I, I, I was in a meeting with business owners um, for, I think it was the uh, SBA or PTAC, and the woman kept saying, source of sock. And this guy who, I, I knew how much money his last contract was because I looked it up in SBO. And he, I mean, millions and millions and millions of dollars, crazy amount of, of money. And he was like, what's a source of sock? And we're looking like, and other people are like, yeah, we don't know what that is. And so we know that the government has its own language. It's ha- it has departments inside of departments. You know, PTAC right. has, for Native Americans, it has something different th- than it has for um, the general masses. And so there's always something to learn, which is the beauty of living another day. Wow. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. This, is, this is good. Yeah, this so is no, good. this this, this <laughs> and it would be great when people go to financialleadershipcenter.com and they check out the Little Man Investment Group. Again, folks, all this information is going to be in the description box and, you know, pause it, write it down. Just like Rashid is like, wait, I don't know. Wait, what's that you're saying? It's okay not to know because there's so much that I don't know about a whole bunch, but I have to learn. We all have to learn. Don't be embarrassed to not know, just learn. But I want um, you guys to give them the best in our closing. We always have our, our final question is your community give back. But in that, I also want you to give them the best way to contact you if they have further questions, because we don't want them to blow you up on a platform that you may, you know, not like on Twitter, they start tweeting you, Hey, what's this and what's that? So tell us what your community give back is for the, the businesses and also how to reach you in our closing. So, so how to reach us would be on um, Instagram. They can de- definitely send us a contact by emailing us at info at financial leadership com. Or if they want, if they're more advanced when it comes to investing, then they should hit up um, info at the littlemaninvestmentgroup.com. So if you're advanced, it's the Little Man Investment Group. It's info at the littlemaninvestmentgroup.com. And if you want to learn and start off with the basics, it's going to be info at financialleadershipcenter.com. And what was the next question? I'm sorry. <laughs> okay, yeah, the, the community give back. Community That's a give question, Tyson. Tyson, our, our our other host who's not here today, um, he always likes to you know what likes to know what is your community give back that you're doing or that you want to do in the future. So my community give back is basically speaking to the youth. You know we're trying to open up a nonprofit organization that's going to be teaching our kids how to invest and how to actually um, get started from a very young age, basically doing the tools and things that we're doing, but we're actually making it more fun for the kids because we both have kids ourselves. 
but we're trying to make it fun for the kids where they're painting, whether they're painting homes, whether they're um, learning how to hammer stuff down and things of that nature, but kind of getting them in that that aspect of being around like all the other kids and seeing the difference on, just like you were saying earlier, lemonade stands and teaching them the, the proper tools of investing. So that's what we're trying to do when we're trying to actually give back to the community with our nonprofit organization. And Troy, if we still have you, did you want to chime in on any anything, any last words? Um, pretty much what Rashida said, you know, just kind of passing the torch and, and teaching uh, the, the next generation, you know, the earlier the better. Um, because, you know, the older you get, the later you learn things. You know, a lot of us, we have these regrets or I wish I could have started earlier. So to, to try to prevent a lot of that, you know, the, the earlier we can get them and get them started and, and introduced or exposed, the better the outcome will be for, for all of us. And and then obviously, um, just by joining the organization, which will allow people to be a part of a platform to where they can network within themselves and utilize the resources based off of the members. So we we're trying to establish a community of people who are all thinking similar, but have different, different experiences that they can contribute and bring to the table. So if you're in the, if you're experiencing a situation based off of what you've learned and trying to achieve a goal, there may be somebody within that same community that can assist or guide you <clears throat> or mentor based off of what you're trying to achieve. So it's just creating a, a more collaborative community to assist with um, the end goal, which is inve investments, real estate, um, how, how to, to keep the money that we, you know, that, that we've earned through um, whether it's crypto or, or uh, stocks or real estate, you know, just kind of, um, just kind of creating a, a community um, based off of investments. Okay, awesome. AL, did you want to uh, say anything signing off? You guys have been a breath of fresh air. This is definitely that, that energy I needed to get over that hump. So I appreciate you both for taking the time to chime in with us this morning. I'm sure our listeners are going to pull a lot of gems, and uh, we'll, we'll, we would love to have you guys back so we can continue this conversation. Uh, perhaps we can do a two-minute drill, Kel, or some other segments that we've been kind of tossing around where we can bring Troy and um, – Join his business partner back and make some more magic happen. Thank you. Yeah, thank you. Thank you guys. Yeah, definitely. And I'm going to be sending you guys something. I just sent you something to your Instagram um, on the PTAC because I, I wanted to make sure we got that as soon as out soon to you. But also, um, you're, you're going to be getting something else from me in an email because, you know, we I, we, I book uh, 100 interviews um, a, a quarter. So for different platforms, so I'd like to have you guys on some other platforms as well and talk about what you're doing. And, you know, Tori, you had mentioned <laughs> folks living with, with regrets, you, you know, are, are having, you know, they, like Jay-Z said, they got to learn to live with regrets, but you guys are really getting that financial literacy that they need. So, and, and you guys are giving it to them being authentically you which is beautiful because we love Dave Ramsey, but we also need to hear it 
from people that look like us who have had similar situations. And, you know, so we appreciate you coming on and just look out for this stuff that I'm going to send you right, right now. Thank okay. you. Thank okay. you so much. Yeah, thank you. All right. Well, thank you. Um, don't be a stranger. And I hope you guys were blessed with this um, information, this interview. We're out for Diversified Gang. So I think this is a good place to stop our dialogue for this episode and allow you, the listeners, to join the conversation and keep the dialogue going with us online. You can do so by visiting our social media at Facebook, Diversified Game Podcast, on Instagram and Twitter, Game Diversified, online, diversifiedgames.com. In your life with the people around you and or join our Patreon and get some nice perks for being involved. If you found a nugget and or like today's episode, you might as well leave a review. And if you leave a review, you might as well share it. If you share it, you might as well subscribe. And as always, thanks for your support. Thanks for getting in the game and listening to the Diversified Game Podcast with Kellen, Tyson, and A.L. The number one show pairing entrepreneurship with diverse and inclusive perspectives like wine and cheese, bagel and locks, fish and grits. Be sure to visit diversifygame.com for all the good stuff. Join in the conversation and discover more content. This. This, this, is, this is Diversified, diversified, diversified game, 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 game. A podcast giving entrepreneurial advice from a diverse and inclusive perspective with Kelly. He may agree, he may oppose, and it's more than just race, it's about, you know, ideas. Tyson. When you're going against the odds, you've got to be creative, you've got to innovate, you've got to stand out. And AL. Focus more on execution and application and less on excuses. So let the game begin. Hey, it's Kelly. And it's also AL. Good morning, folks. And today's guest on Diversified Game, you guys have a financial treat. We have on the line Rashida Fleming, and to be joined by her partner later in the interview, Troy Rich. They run the FinancialLeadershipCenter.com website that we're going to be talking about throughout this interview, as well as the Little Man Investment Group, which that website you can check out at TLMIG.com. Miss Rashida, how are you doing today? I'm doing well. How are you? All is good. Whenever we're talking money and we're talking investment, we're talking real estate, and that's something that AL's in New York, and he it was one of those folks when Airbnb came aboard, he was all over it. I mean, they were calling him, <laughs> you know, the 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 the, the the second coming of the, the Trumps in Brooklyn because he was <laughs> taking over, you know, everything and, and going through these. So he's going to have a lot to say about the real estate <laughs> and investment. But, but I want you to introduce yourself, let the audience know, you know, just, you know, your, your, your spill and, and why you're qualified Absolutely. to have this conversation. Absolutely. So my name is Rashida Fleming. I go by she. I have over 14 years of combined real estate. I am. Um, I have done fix and flips, short sales, subject to wholesale, wrap, 
owner finance. I have built home for high-end clients from ground up, as well as Troy being my partner. He's an architect in that field. So it was easy for us to get these homes, put it on the map, and, and actually have a good foundation to get them start with with his background, so it made it a lot easier for me. Um, my craftsmanship is basically a hybrid speaker. Um, I have done short sales to where when people are going into foreclosure, I have helped over 40-something families with that particular foreclosure process to save their home or to at least get them a jump start to start back all, all over again. And I have came up with this beautiful company called the Financial Leadership Center, which allowed us to it, – it's kind of like a gray area that people really don't understand how money actually works, especially in the African-American community. Um, we just decided to actually open up something that allows them to have a safe haven to come to and say, hey, this is the problem that I'm having with my personal finance, and this is the problem that I'm having with my small business finance. So we decided to open up those doors and allow people to understand the, the true meaning of money, because money is a tool. Not not an asset that you can just use all over the place, but it's definitely a tool to be used and managed the right way. Okay. Definitely, so, definitely a tool. Al, I, I hear you chiming in. Go ahead. Yeah, I was gonna gonna ask. See, I mean, I know there's so many different uh, facets to money and understanding money, but like, what are especially when it comes to you know, uh, people of color and in our communities is like a huge disparity between uh, what people have been told, what they should know, what they don't know. Like, uh, what are some of like the basic principles people should keep in mind? So some of the basic principles that you should always keep in mind is that you have to have a, you have to raise your financial IQ, first of all. Okay. If you're not raising your financial IQ by going to some type of um, meeting or hanging around like-minded people that can get them to that next step, you're going to always continue having this cycle of keep playing that field over and over and over. So a normal person gets up in the morning, go to the nine-to-five, and actually pay their bills and become broke again, right? So, again, they the next day comes around, you, you get up in the morning, you have to pay your bills, and then now you're working from paycheck to paycheck. Well, some of the tips that you should start using is print out your um, financial statements or your bank statements and start highlighting all your needs and your wants when you're doing it. Every time I actually go through this with one of my clients, um, I had a client that spent over $3,000 just, wow. just in food. And so her and her husband is sitting here getting into these big arguments and having fights about who spent what and what type of money was spent on their actual food and just mischief that's not really needed. And once we did that, they actually saved over $4,000, bought a new car, and started investing. So one of the tools that I think that everybody should at least invest into, especially in Texas, if you're in Texas, because um, Texas does pay the highest rate. When it comes to tax liens, it's over 25%, and it's every six months. So at the end of the year, you're making at least 100, I mean, I'm sorry, 50% every year. Mm -hmm. And when I'm saying that is when you buy a tax lien, let's say if you have a small business or let's say someone myself um, 
from a nine, I'm I'm not going to say myself, but let's say just your regular normal people from nine to five that's working and they're constantly spending money all the time, frugally, and not really understanding how to manage their money properly. When when you have the proper uh, protocols in front of you, you're able to manage that money a lot better. Like, for instance, we have strategic planning. So you have to start planning out your um your whole financial depth, and then you have asset building. You have to learn how to start building your assets properly, which I would start off with a tax lien if I'm only if I'm not really making that much. Then you also mm-hmm. have wealth management, and wealth management is teaching yourself how to actually manage your money the right way, and then you have generational wealth. So generational wealth within, you have to build that roadmap, and you have to understand the guidance that you need in order to build your money the right way, especially when it comes to our kids and their kids and things of that nature. But if you don't have your financial IQ on on point, you're going to lose that mark because generational wealth is not just passing down assets. It's all about putting your your actual mind in the right place to teach your kids the right way so they're not missing that mark because that's well, at least about a second or the third generation is where it fundles. It, it drops. You know, it becomes not generation anymore because of things that they're not taught. Wow. That's, 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 so basically you guys are the teachers after, you know, your parents, maybe they did or did not teach you. The information that you're giving, is this taught in college? No, not taught in college, not taught in school, not taught anywhere this is why we're starting to open up the center we're starting to travel from state to state um the curriculum that we do have we set it up just like a a school to some nature so the curriculum that we do have is called knowledge to master and finance and it's 16 intense courses we go over everything for six hours it's 750 but if you pay before um if you pay before the month that the class starts it's only 500 dollars, and it's only a one-time fee and they will be with us throughout their whole career. Anytime they need a question, anytime they need any kind of information, they will always have access to our back portals. They will always have access to us. They can come to other classes for free. So it's just that one-time fee that they will have to pay. Okay, and I was setting you up, you know, when I said that because, um, <laughs> with, with you know, there's so many courses out here now and you, you just think what is, what is college, um, you know, teaching us and it's not teaching us, you know, about the money and you have to take, you know, a whole degree just to get a piece of it. Then you get out and you right. say, wait, I, there's still more to learn. So right. talk about how this education, you can see a way where it could be, be put into colleges or is this, you know, type of course that is going to replace college because you're giving the people the nitty gritty without the big financial bill. $500, folks, is nothing for you to up your IQ on this. Um, what did you say? Your financial IQ. That was your, that's your that's key. That's right. Word. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> yep. So it's funny that you say that because we did, we just got an offer not too long ago about putting our course into one of the colleges. But here's the gray area. We don't mind doing it. I mean, right now we are going to all the communities. We do small workshops. Some of them are free workshops. It just all depends on who we're doing it for. 
especially if we're doing it for nonprofit organizations, those are our free workshops. And we do travel a lot, just spreading the knowledge and things of that nature. But the problem that I'm having when it comes to some of the colleges who are reaching out to us is that they some of the things that we do teach, they almost want to cut some of those things off, and we don't want to cut it at all. They want to say, oh, we don't think you guys should really talk about um, too much of this area. We don't think that you guys should go this far in debt, but we're like, then what's the purpose of doing it? Why would we even have this particular course at this particular college if you are not allowing us to just go all in and give them every single tool that's needed? So we are actually opening up small centers all around to actually get that started so people can actually just drive up to one versus us traveling so much. But right now, we're just spreading the word, and that's our main goal. Okay. That's impactful. I hear, actually, here's a, a piggyback question to that. Um, for those colleges that are receptive to what you and your business partner teach, are they um, – are they allowing like the students to take your class um, as a, like an accredited course? No, it's not accredited. No. Nah, nah. Uh huh. Nope, it's just an extra, an extra class, but it's not accredited. Huh. It, it, it's it's funny in college, you know. If they don't get with the times, they're going to be like blockbuster, and everyone's going to say right. college who. Right. Yep, yeah. You know, because um AL didn't go to school for, you know, real estate or anything, but he, he got that, hey, I'm in a, a one of the, you know, best places in the world and I can get, you know, these Airbnbs and he can talk more about it before I say so much that the IRS starts knocking at his door and he'll be mad at me. <laughs> but but so if if you know, for five hundred dollars Folks can learn and, and, and really, you know, get this down because many folks, especially in, you know, the black community, but even just, you know, poor communities, no matter where you're from, you don't get this because your parents didn't know. And when you start talking like this, sometimes you're talking um, Mandarin when they only know Cantonese and they're like, what are you right. really saying? So how do you yeah. bridge you that, that gap up. from We get that a lot. Um, sometimes when we go really in-depth, especially with our the Little Man Investment Group company, that's like, that's way over their head. So that's why we really open up FLC. So FLC, we start off with the basics. We start off with pulling out your financial statements, highlighting those statements. Once they start highlighting, we start taking out the negative versus the positive we actually find out what their NCF is, which is your net cash flow. Once we find out what your net cash flow, you can be in a negative or a positive. So depending on where they're at, we then take them to that next step. If they're in a the negative, then we start, you know, deleting things that's not needed. And we can kind of find that gray area or the area that has a lot of potential to, for them to start making money. Once they actually have a little cushion, we tell them to put it into an account that's earning compound interest. So the best place right now that most people can actually get started on compound interest is Alibank that we noticed so far. Um, it's not much, but it's way higher than any other bank that's paying out right now. So we tell them to start putting their money there. 
at least start earning some type of interest on your money. Do not allow your money to sit. Our money does not sit at all. I mean, we have over Mm -hmm. 30-something properties. We uh, We do have some Airbnb as well. We have a lot of stuff going on. And then now with our TLMIG company, once we get ready to start doing, um, once we're regulated through the SEC, that's when we're going to start opening up the facilities for self-storage, apartments, hotels, and things of that nature. The good thing is that Troy is already in that field, so it makes it a lot easy for us to connect with some of the other investors that we have already been doing work for through architecture, and they're able to pass some of those things down to us that allows our shareholders to make money off of those investments. So we can have million-dollar deals, but with us, our platform is to where you can only invest just $300 is the minimum. And, of course, the higher, the more you get paid, but you can make anywhere between 8 to 15% on your ROI. We like to hear that. So the person, and you said a lot, and I and I know that you guys have the handouts and the slides and whatnot. What about the person who says, you know, maybe I have a high school education, and you know, when you guys start going into you know the, the deep stuff, you're gonna lose me because I also have ADD and I'm dyslexic. Um, do you have any testimonies of you know folks that you've taken from zero to ten, and that do you hold their hands, or you know, is this for somebody who maybe has a higher education, speak on that so we don't intimidate because I know you got Okay, so when it comes to TLMIG, I would not suggest anyone to invest into that platform until they understand the whole aspect of money management and investment. So in order for them to understand that, that's where SLC comes from. SLC is basically starting from the the basic level of all basics. So we literally help people understand what investment means, what becoming a shareholder means, what generational wealth means, how to actually manage their money. That's taking that step-by-step course. So sometimes when people do come to an FFC class, some of them are like, oh, this is not for me because this is too basic. But they have to understand that, um, and sometimes they would take a little bit more. They they actually do get more information than what they intend to get. But this is really for people who need that grinding and that understanding on how to get things moving in the right direction. And when they don't know, let's say, for instance, they took the whole entire class and they're still not grasping. That's why we have that back portal that they're able to access any questions that they have personally for themselves. So sometimes when you're inside that type of setting, they are embarrassed to raise their hand to ask certain questions. Um, financial is, is one of those things that people do not like to talk about, especially personally because of the embarrassment or because they're probably spending more than what they should have. But we literally take them step by step and we hold them by their hand and show them how to make it work for them personally, not as a whole entire group. So everybody has a different roadmap. And building those roadmaps out for each individual would create a good funnel or a good tool for that. Hello? Yep. Yeah, I think, um, was that your business partner that just chimed in? 
Yes, sir. I'm here. I heard something. Yeah, at the end. Uh, was that Troy? Yeah, I'm. Yeah, I'm on the call. Hey, good morning, Troy. How's everything? Pretty good. How are you? Excellent, excellent, excellent. Happy Wednesday. A good day to have a good day. Yes, sir. Hump day. Yes, there sir. You there you go. There, there we go. There we go. So we we definitely we 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 knew you were coming. Uh, we we are we've already prepped our audience in advance. But Troy, uh, if you wouldn't mind, no, please uh, give a a nice introduction to who you are, uh, the business you represent, and some of your expertise. Okay. Um, my name is Troy Rich. Uh, I'm a Prairie View graduate. Um, got my master's in architecture. I've uh, been practicing architecture for since 2012. Uh, me and Rashida, we have another uh, company called PLMIG, which stands for the Little Man Investment Group, which is a Reg A uh, currently being, it's pending for approval through the SEC um, to allow us to collect funds for real estate purposes. Um, we also educate the public when it comes to financial literacy. And, um, you know, we have two plus million worth of uh, real estate assets that we're looking to allow the public to invest in to reap the benefits of that existing fund or existing asset that we uh, have already established. Um, let's see. Um, I mean, that's that's pretty much everything in a nutshell. That's, that's a lot. That's all good stuff. Yeah, yeah. So don't worry. Rashida's, um, we were talking about, you know, all the courses, and you know we were letting people know at what level they should join and she did a great job on you know doing that and we we're talking about how our communities sometimes you know and not just our communities but poor communities if your parents didn't know and that they're not teaching this in school and we we also got into we asked about the coursework um that you know you guys are possibly going to be able to place in the colleges but um, the college you know one thing about colleges is they still are on that old school it's still somebody 60 plus making the decisions not understanding social media not understanding how people learn uh, we, we we're 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 PR folks and marketers whatnot and, and just business and we have clients where I know we have a, pro a program that I have half ownership of, and we're always uh -huh. going to push that into it's, and it's for healthcare because my wife is a physician, and it's like trying to you know really break it down remedial. And, and I'm thinking you know for the investment when we talk remedial, maybe we need like a mixtape, a financial mixtape, you know, uh, rent versus rent. Not a penny spent. I'm trying to be liquid. Let me get these cents. You know, I don't. I don't know. Just throwing something <laughs> out there because it seems like yeah. you. You know, if you put it in a song, they'll memorize it so quick. But you That's know, true. well, look, you I know, mean, <laughs> you know, there's 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 already different influencers who who have done you know approached it in 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 a sense of uh, you know what you're proposing. But you know, obviously, the way the system is it works is. You know, anything that represents positivity doesn't, it only gets so far in reality. That's just the realityness of it. Um, you know, because 
what they want to promote are things that's going to continue uh, this tradition of accumulating additional debt. Everything that's designed is is to cap what has been established already. Uh, you speak on the traditional way of, of the way colleges operate. Well, if if you look at how it's actually structured, college is just a funnel for these other businesses or corporations who prepare you to go work for them. You know, it's not designed for you to actually be an entrepreneur. It's not designed for you to to beat the system so that you can become wealthy. That's something that you have to find um, through, like what you said before, social media, networking, you know, making the good connections and establishing that on your own. So there's there's so much out there in regards of resources, just, but it's all about finding those resources that's beneficial for that individual based off of what they're trying to achieve. Definitely, definitely, definitely. And so we've given out the websites and they're also in the description boxes um, for the website. So, so you guys can reach out and see at what level of that understanding. What are some of the um, big names in financial, um, you know, I, I know like Dave Ramsey, I'm a Dave Ramsey follower. And I am you know, too. everything. You are too. Okay. So you, you like Dave, yeah, Dave I Ramsey. Give us some other names so people can kind of, you know, after they check out your site and if they do need to prep themselves before coming on board, that they can say, well, let me go learn on the Internet. Because it seems like YouTube is, is a lot of people's college right now. So when it comes to big names, besides Dave Ramsey, I don't really follow that many people. Um, I do know that Grant Cardone has a platform as well somewhat similar to what we're doing. Um, I don't know if anybody r really know who Grant Cardone is. Another yeah, one. Yeah, he curses too much, Rashida. Yeah, he does. He curses too much. So, so go, to, go to Troy and Rashida's platform before you go to Grant because they're going to keep it clean <laughs> out there, you know. Um, he does. He really does. And, but I do want to say this. Um, remember, uh, just to kind of go back to what you were saying, how can we actually get people to really engage? Well, what we did do is we have a platform to where if they come to our boot camp, we're actually giving away a quarter of a million dollars to people who are participating in our class. That gives them a jump start. It's called the Pay to Learn Boot Camp. So if they take one of our boot camps, they actually go through a simple four-step process. Um, their name will actually be able to be put into a drawing that we're, we're going to choose at least one person out of each boot camp that we do across the United States, of course, because we're going from state to state and city to city. And that will allow them at the end of the year, around November or so, we will start collecting each person's name out and split the money with those individuals. And that will give them that jump start to help them out. So it's almost like giving back to the people who are actually coming to learn about their finances. But at the same time, we're also giving them that extra you know, plus out of catch up on bills or start investing or something to that nature that they would need to do with their money, especially with the things that they have learned. Wow. Okay. Somebody heard a quarter million and said they thought they could hit the lotto. Is that quarter <laughs> a month? Just to be clarified. Yeah. So it, it's, it's going to be, you know, spread it out amongst, you know, multiple people. 
Um, right. But it's it's designed for, in actuality, it's it's really designed for you to utilize the resources that we give uh, in our courses and and put it to play. You know, actually put it to action. Um, because there's there's so much that there's so many resources and and teachings. I'm not going to say resources, but there's so, so many people that's providing this free education or or uh, educate. You pay for this education, but then you only get bit, bits and pieces of it, and then you're still left with, well, how do I get started, or why isn't it not working for me? You know. So instead of right. uh, coming to one of our courses with that guilt or that that consciousness of thinking you know uh what if it doesn't work for me we feel that we've done it so many times it'll work for anybody as long as you're dedicated and you try some people their their only situation is well i don't have any funds so just imagine you not having funds but you have the ability to try so if somebody gives you money first educates you and then connect you with the resources and you try, you can't do nothing but succeed. And then from there, it's just word of mouth, you know, and, and, and I think that's, that's true education. That's true teachings. You know, you, you can't give somebody bits and pieces and expect them to run with it. Some people you can, but we're, we, we all aren't designed to think the same way, you know? So, um, so that's that's kind of everything in a nutshell in, in regards of the the whole concept of giving money out. It's not really to just give it out so you can go splurge and and do all of these other nonsense, but it's more so for you to to utilize the things that we've taught you as well as the resources that we provided. Yeah, because education is changing where they're paying students. I mean, I, I've been part of that push where they'll pay a student to do a program and I wish uh -huh. stuff like this that people could learn you know you could always pay them for what they should be running to know but we know that there is you know just a disconnect in that you know folks a lot of folks aren't having just it's the common sense what what are the top three mistakes you see people all people rich poor black white and in between what are the three mistakes that you see a lot of them making with their finances? Uh, well, the first is is accumulating debt. You know, first we have to get out of this mind frame of debt accumulation, you know, uh, uh, purchasing things that really don't add any value. Um, mm. 